everybody. Welcome back to Kira's Kingdom, the Death Note watch-along podcast where I'm two energy drinks in and I have to go to work at 7.30 in the morning. I am your host, Riley. Uh-oh. Joined <laughs> by Mo Diggity. Hey, what's up? Yeah, the uh, my my manager tried to offer me, like, we, we have a person who's leaving our team, and they're like, hey, would you like this skill? Or would you like this, uh, this, uh, uh, fucking schedule? Schedule? It's, yeah, sorry. It's early as fuck, and now you lose all your late nights, and you have to come in early. Like, haha, no. <laughs> no, I know, I like getting up at, like, 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Or at noon in the morning, you know what I mean? <laughs> 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that's that shit's my fucking jam. I'm all about it, man. You can't take the fucking, like, noon away from me. This is great. I stay out till about 3 or 4 in the morning playing Elden Ring, fucking around. You know, like, nah, 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 fuck that. This is my time. Get talked all I, I like working Twitter mornings because I feel like I have time left in the day after I get off work. Well, I live in a small town, so I think my my attitude probably would be different if I had a day job instead, of, or if I had like an early morning day job. But you see, uh, so the energy drink thing, I just want to say I made a poor decision because like Uh-oh. I don't have a lot of money left this week. So I went to the store tonight and I'm like, all right, I need something to drink tonight, but I also need something to drink at work tomorrow. And I know I'm going to need energy drinks at work tomorrow. So it's like, okay, I can, I can buy some Arizona like canned juices that are a dollar. I could buy some energy drinks. But I got to tackle it in a logical way. And what I decided to do uh, was just buy all energy drinks. Because I know I'm not going to bring all of them to work tomorrow. And I'll have like extra ones. But the problem arises that I don't have any water left. And I just got really thirsty. So I had to drink a second one tonight. So- oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to try to go to sleep, hopped up on two venoms. At at the return of the show, and I just want to say because it's a funny, kind of a funny story. So we're recording this on Friday. We were supposed to record it on Thursday, but uh, unfortunately, hold on a sec. Unfortunately, what happened? I was I was explaining this to my friend uh, Penguin earlier. Actually, it's kind of rush Pokemon Variety Hour a little bit, so I'd be here in time for this. Um, so what happened last night is, uh, so usually uh, when I go to record a podcast, there's always a failure of one of two things. Either my computer will fuck up, or my body will fuck up, and it will yell at me to go to sleep. And usually, if just one of those things happen... I can fix the other thing. Like, like if, my, if my body's still like up and running, but my computer's not working, I can spend the fucking time to fix it. If my computer's working, but my body's not, I can kind of just like shake myself off and go anyway. Uh, but what happened here was since my computer and my body both gave out at the same time, I did not have the energy to fix my computer, and I really wanted to go to sleep, so I, I, I just we fucking gave up. <laughs> Have fun. But uh, now, today, I'm, I'm, I got plenty of energy, considering I'm two Venoms in. <laughs> so I'm ready to talk about some Death Note, which... I have a feeling this might be a short one, or at least we're not going to talk about Death Note that much, because... Uh, the plot description of this episode is like two paragraphs on the wiki. <laughs> it's it's not a, it's not a very plot heavy episode, or at least uh, 
most of what happens can be described very succinctly. Um, but let's go ahead and discuss said episode here, uh, which I will tell you what that is and when it aired and all that stuff in just a moment. Um, how's Elden Ring going for you, Mo? Elden Ring's pretty good. I just killed the, uh, I just ca- uh, killed Morgoth. So, uh, I'm on the path to fight the fire giant on the mountain above the clouds or whatever it's called. The snow top, uh, uh, mountains of the fire giant. So that's cool. Fun so times. I'm not, yeah. And, uh, it turns out I needed to level up. So I'm off stream grinding because I wanted to stream, but I didn't want everyone to be fucking bored because like grinding is a little boring. Even Mo, you stream I'm, I'm World being... of Warcraft, so uh, nothing can be more boring than that. Man, your fucking face is boring, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> WoW is fucking great. It's an awesome fucking game. You're literally that meme where the guy, like, turns fatter and balder, like, before your eyes, and the caption is, congratulations, you've successfully created your World of Warcraft account. Oh, sorry, I created my account in 2012, 2013. And you've gotten fatter and grosser. No, I haven't gotten fatter and grosser. I've actually lost a lot of weight since then. Because I used to be real fat as shit. You've lost a lot of hair since then. I've lost a lot of hair. You're fucking full of shit. I'm not fucking bald. (laughs) I'm not fucking bald, dude. Shut the fuck up. You're fucking stupid. You fucking idiot. I'm not bald. Alright? I have a bald patch, but I'm not bald. He's, he has zero hair on his head. You're so full of fucking <laughs> shit. I do. I have plenty of hair on the top of my head. You're fucking lying at your ass, Riley. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I I haven't played like at almost any Soulsborne. I haven't played any Elden Ring, but I've been on a good few Elden Ring streams with other people because everybody's playing it nowadays. I've called into your stream. Jason streamed it when it came out. I was on that stream. I was on uh, uh, Florian Himsel's Elden Ring stream today. Because uh, he, he has an open stream call in his Discord a lot of the time. Oh, man. So I hopped I love, in. I love that dude's shit. Florian? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made uh, Binding of Isaac, and he does podcasts with Monkey sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Cool, cool, cool. I like Binding of Isaac. Yeah, it's a good game. You should get a, it's cool, though. It's weird. It's Fl- cool, Florian weird. just made like a new game for the first time in 10 years. It's called Ballfrog. You should check it out. Will do, will do. I gotta I got spread the gospel of Ballfrog. It, it looks... I don't even have it yet myself. I'm gonna buy it soon. I just didn't have the money for it. Um, it's like five bucks, but I just haven't been able to parse money to make that purchase. Uh, but I'm gonna do so very soon. Um, it looks fun. Shout out to Ballfrog. Everybody go buy Ballfrog on Steam. Ballfrog. But anyway, we're talking about Death Note episode 23 today. Uh, that's called Frenzy. Aired March 20th, 2007 in Japan. The episode director is Tomohiko Ito. I keep having to mute myself to burp because I've drank two Venoms. <laughs> 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 So, uh, this episode starts off uh, where uh, Higuchi uh, gets to the Yoshida Productions office 
and finds uh, Taro Matsui's file and his quote-unquote real name. Uh, so he goes ahead and he writes it in his death note, uh, which, you know, L and Light are watching. And they're trying to figure out how Kira kills, but they're like, what the fuck? He just wrote his name down and left. What's he doing? And then he gets at his car. Oh, by the way, before this, uh, the Death Note wiki isn't very uh, thorough for this episode, so I gotta try to piece things together. Um, before this, uh, when uh, Higuchi gets at his car, uh, he talks to Ren. And L and uh, Light have the car bugged, but obviously they can't see Ren because they haven't touched the Death Note. So they're very confused as to who <laughs> Higuchi might be talking to. Like, what in the world is going on here? He's talking like, who's to Ren? nothing. <laughs> and all the while, uh, fucking uh, Misa is in the background going, maybe I should say something. No, I shouldn't. Which L does make the correct sermonization, but it's just like a little guess. He's like, maybe Shirigamis are real, and that's who he's talking to. Just a yeah. theory. It, it, was sort, it was sort of a backhanded uh, comment, though, because he doesn't seem like the type that would actually believe in that shit. <clears throat> but then again, you know, we are. it is a, a weird world where so far they seem to think that a killer could kill just by seeing their face. So there you go. But yeah, so they say, observe Higuchi talking to Rem, they don't really understand. And then Higuchi uh, makes it to the office, he writes uh, Matsuda's fake real name in the Death Note, and he goes back to his car, and they're trying to figure out, okay, what's he doing? Why isn't he trying to kill Matsuda? And then he sits there and he kind of counts to himself, and then he just yells, damn it, he didn't die! And that kind of leaves Ellen Light in like a little bit of confusion, like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Yeah, the entire the entire time they're like he's uh, they're in the uh, he's in the building, and he gets the file. Uh, all the cops are outside, just like waiting. It's actually a really really good scene where the tension builds up, and you're seeing him rummage through the freaking files, trying to figure uh, trying to find the right one. And uh, everyone's just like, "Hold on, we gotta see how this works." And it's also the first time I think that they see the death note. Uh, like a uh, well, good guy, light and L and all of them, but they don't know quite what it is. They just see him write down the name. Yeah, they see the, the death note. note, and they don't really, they don't really give much thought to the possibility that that's how he kills, though. Like mm -hmm. L, L does yeah. make a comment, but like they seem to think there must be something else to it. Because yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's kind of neat that we fi they finally get to actually see the uh, the death note, but they have no idea what it is yet. I, but I they have just, no idea what cool. it is. They they saw yeah. him write the name down. They're like, why did he just write his name down? L L very briefly is like is writing his name down all he has to do, but he seems to quickly dismiss the idea. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Higuchi fails to kill Matsuda. Obviously, Matsuda's still on the TV. He's not dead. So, Higuchi gets to his car, and he's kind of out of options. So he makes the Shinigami ideal. Dun dun dun! And he, sa and he says, Rem, let's make the deal. Uh, Light and L are like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And uh, Higuchi gets his Shinigami eyes, and he uh, drives away uh, from the scene. Uh, just straight up just sweating bullets the entire time because like he's like what the fuck is going on like i love the use of uh the sweat drops in this episode in particular because uh 
What Ichigawa? You said Higichi. Oh, Higichi. Fuck. I I don't know who Ichigawa is. Fuck. I wonder who that is. There's but, a hey, character uh, named Demigawa. I, I could be thinking about another anime. Blah blah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Higichi. Uh, he's uh, just fucking just sweating profusely this entire freaking episode. It's like he's melting right before our eyes, and I thought that was uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, so Higuchi makes the ideal, and then he drives away. Um, and they sort of they notice he's not going towards Yoshida Productions, which they figured would be his ne- or not Yoshida Productions, fucking uh, Sakura TV. Uh, which they thought would be his next move. Uh, but they realize he's actually heading to the Yotsuba office uh, to uh, check for Matsuda and the security cameras, uh, which they are confident that are wiped. Uh, so Higuchi's kind of on a losing uh, journey there. Um, so uh, he gets pulled over by a, speed- by a traffic cop because he's speeding. Um, and Wedi has to drive past him because she was tailing him, but she can't blow, blow her cover, so he, she has to drive past him. Um, and Higuchi is talking to the traffic cop, and, you know, he reaches his hand, and he can, he can see his face, so he can see his name. So Higuchi subtly reaches his hand into his bag and writes the cop's name in the death note, and then drives away, and the traffic cop starts to pursue him, but then suddenly, a little heart palpitation, and then he crashes into a truck. So, uh, Mogi and... Uh, really Chief- well done, re- really well done little scene right there, too. The way that uh, he has the heart attack, but he fucking ends up wrecking in the back of that fucking semi. That was uh, really well done, I thought. So, uh, Mogi and uh, Chief Yagami, uh, along with... Uh, I, I believe Iber, or he might have been there separately. Um, but at least Mogi and Chief Yagami were in a car uh, tailing uh, Tigachi. And they tell L that obviously the traffic cop is dead. And L is sort of confused, but he surmises that for the only way he would have been able to kill that cop is if he had the powers of the second Kira, meaning he did not need a name to kill, just a face. So. L immediately figures out the danger in the situation and says, okay, we can't pussyfoot around anymore. We need to arrest this guy. So, uh, when, uh, so, Higuchi, he goes to the Yotsuba uh, headquarters and there's nothing on the security cameras uh, beforehand, and then he's making his way to Sakura TV, uh, which is where uh, the cops uh, get him. They corner him. Uh, well, the, I say the cops, I mean uh, Chief Yagami and Moki and uh, Iber and Weddy, um, and ca- uh, catch him, and, uh, uh, I think Iber and Weddy are armed with guns, uh, but, yeah, uh, Chief Yagami, uh, declined to have a gun, because he's not a cop anymore, and it's illegal to have a gun in Japan, uh, so he, he kind of stuck to his guns and stuck to the laws there, uh, so. Which I thought that was a bad call, like, dude, you're, you're about to get freaking, you know, accosted by a fucking dude who has a gun, you should probably arm yourself. I thought it was really cute, though, that, uh, so Ellen Light, uh, joined the pursuit in a helicopter, and the same thing happens where Elle offers a gun to Light, and Light declines in the same Which way. Which was fucking weird, like, dude, you're in a fucking helicopter, like, why are you offering him a gun? That was so, that was such well, a... It's, well, it's just in oh, case weird. they have to, like, get down and dirty, you know? Like, it could oh, happen. right, right. I, I, I still thought it was just weird. But, yeah, it, uh, another thing was, uh... 
Light made the comment, you can fly a helicopter, and it's fucking Light, it's it's L who's piloting the helicopter while uh, Watery is uh, loading up a fucking sniper oh, rifle. Oh, yeah, he's, got a, he's fucking yeah. sniping, yeah. Yeah, he's got all of his fucking old-school military fucking gear for when he was back in special services or whatever, uh, uh, whatever the... Uh, the British uh, Special Forces uh, is called. I forgot what they're called, but I'm sure that he was in there if uh, they did like an extensive background on that character. But yeah, he's just loading up, ready to rock. Okay, so yeah, Watery uh, loads up. He's, he's got his fucking sniper rifle. He's ready to go. Um, I just think, again, I was say- what I was saying before is that I think it's really cute uh, that Light and uh, Chief Yagami kind of had the same response to the gun. And I think it again shows that uh, uh, the situation of Light Yagami is really a absolute power cl- corrupts absolutely situation because without the Death Note, he really is a stand-up guy in like almost any- every sense of the word. Like, mm-hmm. he won't even arm himself with a gun because it's illegal when he's chasing a fucking crazy magical murderer. No, yeah, that's that's totally true. And it really does speak to both their characters that, you know, even though they're, they're, they are in this extraordinary sort of situation and having a gun would help, they still decline it because it's against the law and I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> It'd be funny if Light had the same response to the gun that he had to the Death Note. He just starts shooting criminals. Oh, God. He's like, oh, I feel so much power. I'm so alive. Take that, criminal scum. Like, dude, you are not fucking Deadpool, man. You're not a goddamn mercenary. Chill. Light becomes fucking Deadpool. Oh, or or maybe uh, well, with his attitude, maybe a, a more uh, methodical version of the Punisher. <laughs> Perhaps. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, we got this big high stakes conflict. Uh, they're ch- uh, they first corner him at Sakura TV, uh, but then he kind of makes his excuse. He's like, "Oh, I'm just here to discuss something with Demigawa. Let me show you my business card." And then that's when he pulls the fucking gun out. And he fucking shoots at uh, Weddy, uh, but uh, Chief Yagami jumps in front of the bullet and gets hit in the arm. Mm-hmm. Like, good guy, Chief Yagami. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he saved your big-titty waifu from getting oh, shot. Oh, my big-titty criminal waifu. I don't even think she has, like, that big of tits, man. I think that it's just that her jugs look good in the fucking spandex suit. Fair, fair enough. Uh, but yeah... Uh, Yagmi, the Chief Yagmi takes the shot. It's non-fatal. It's not that big of an issue. Uh, but now they gotta go ahead and, you know, continue to pursue Higuchi because he escaped Sakura TV. I um, thought, I did, I just, sorry to interrupt, but I thought for a minute, or for like a second, because when I saw the jump happen, I was like, no! And he just gets fucking grazed. I'm like, alright, good, 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 because, dude, the Chief fucking died. That would be a huge, I think that would be a huge loss. That would like make this into like a sad episode. So that that brings up an interesting question for you, Mel. Okay, I for have a question, me? Uh, for you, yes. Ooh. This is another I want Mo Diggity's game theory segment. Uh, out of the main characters in the show right now, if any, who do you think will die by the end? Oh, uh, I kind of think that it's sort of a fifty-fifty tie. 
between Misa dying or L dying. And this is also anime, so Light dying could possibly happen, though he is kind of the big main character right now in this uh, in this anime. So I'd say it's about 25% for him. But so far, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's the three. Uh, I do expect probably all the Yotsuba group to fucking die. And, like they'll end up just like turning on each other. We'll have like sort of a a red wedding scenario where someone invites someone to uh, invites the rest of them to a party and they have them all executed or poisoned or something. Okay, interesting. You don't think any of the uh, cops are gonna die? Uh, maybe I would expect uh, Matsuda to end up dying for some reason. Another, I can see him dying. If they killed the chief, they would have killed the chief by now, I think, because you already had like a a heart attack plus a freaking gunshot. Like uh, maybe he's kind of got plot armor on him. There's a point to his character. You yeah, know but I mean? I mean, like in plenty of animes, they have characters almost die all the time, and then they eventually pull the trigger. So I wouldn't. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But who knows? Anybody could die at any time. This is Death Note. All you got to do is write their name down. So it could happen. This is Death Note, Death Note, Death Note. Uh, But anyway, so they're all in pursuit of Higuchi, and Higuchi kind of got a lead on him, uh, because he escaped from Sakura TV after shooting Chief Yagami. Uh, But then something something crazy happens, because I forgot to mention earlier in the episode, L calls uh, the police, but it's just to tell them, like, hey, we're trying to catch Kira, Uh, just don't stop this speeding sports car so that we can pursue it. Um, And and because your traffic cop will die because that already happened once. Um, so, but an amazing thing happens. The police, even though they're not supposed to be chasing Kira and it's like a whole thing, they set up a blockade <clears throat> to stop Higuchi. Yep. So the police uh, are joining the fight and Higuchi is blocked by the blockade and now he's cornered. Uh, the task force has got him. Uh, the helicopter is above him. He tries to threaten to kill himself uh, because, you know, it's like, how will you ever know what ki- how Kira kills if I kill myself? Uh, but then uh, Watari uh, snipes the gun out of his hand. Don't so. you move. I don't know how he thought he was going to hear him from the helicopter to the car, but whatever. You know, he shot him. <laughs> he shot he the also, car. He also shot out his tires. So that yeah. was, yeah. He like tried to do like a turnaround move when the blockade came, and then it was a he got tired, sniped. Um, so yeah, Watari snipes the gun out of his hands. Uh, so now Higuchi is cornered. Uh, he's in the car, um, and uh, Light and L in the helicopter. Uh, they're like, "It's over. We got him." And we see Higuchi's kind of in a bad state. He's in his car. Uh, the like windshield is all fucked and shit. And we see the Death Note kind of hanging out of his bag as he's being uh, surrounded by law enforcement. And that's where the episode ends. But before we uh, get to everything else, uh, Miss Senor Riley, who was yes. the cop that was in the cop car with the rest of the cops leading the cops to the blockade? Oh, shit. It was one of the cops that uh, quit the task force, right? Yeah, it was the Afro one. It was the one with the fro. Yeah, it was fucking... Uh, <clears throat> damn it, what's his name? Izawa. Izawa. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really cool. That was a good reveal. 
Also, funnily enough, this is like a weird Death Note thing. It is about something you haven't seen, but it's not about like episodes. It's about the movie that they do to recap this arc. Um, they skip a lot of shit in that movie. And like one of the weirdest things is they never cover Aizawa leaving the task force. And he's kind of just there for scenes that he wasn't there in in the show. I thought that oh, was really weird. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, Aizawa is part of the cops that stopped the car. Um, another thing about that movie, too, which I, I meant to uh, mention to you, like at the cold open, not really cold open, but like the beginning here before we talked about the episode, is they change up the way that light meets L. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to tell you about it because I thought you might find it interesting. So uh, instead of doing the whole like university reveal, uh, they like skip that whole thing. And, and instead they light, uh, L call light in to uh, look at the Kira tapes, like the tapes that Misa sent. And I think part of the, part of it was just, uh, they wanted to show, Hey, here's my big dick movie budget. Um, so they have like this cool animated part where light is like going through secret doors and shit in like a structure to like get to L oh, and weird. it's like a cool animated part. And then like, if they get to a room that's kind of set up like a movie theater like, there's a projector, and, and L is there waiting for Light, and they meet for the first time, and he shows Light the tapes on the projector, and that's kind of how they first meet, and L is, like, immediately casing him, because obviously he expects him to be in Kira. And the funniest part is, like, there's, like, a little moment where, like, L is trying to observe, like, Light's, like, facial reactions to the Kira tapes, and L gets, like, right in his face. <laughs> Damn. He's like he's like sitting there doing his little like thinking pose and he like gets his his face is like an inch away from Light's cheek. <laughs> Jesus. It's it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, watching this movie is gonna like, you know, do something to my freaking psyche. I, I can tell it's already gonna happen. It's just like a it's pretty wa it's pretty fun. I don't see how anybody who hasn't seen Death Note could possibly follow it. Because it skips so much shit and it goes like so fast. But as somebody who's already seen Death Note, obviously, I thought it was interesting. They, uh, there's also like an extra scene, uh, which I already talked about, uh, which is a good one. But uh, we'll get there when we get there. I will show you that clip because I feel like <clears throat> it is relevant uh, once we get to the episode where it would fit in. Uh, but yeah, uh, final thoughts on this episode? Um... Sorry about that. I was in the middle of something. Uh, I like the episode. It was it was more it was fast paced, unlike the the last couple that we saw. Uh, we had like a lot of action. We had a nice chase scene. You know, a lot of uh, tailing the bad guy, seeing you know, seeing basically uh, uh, what was his name? Hita Higashi or what? Or whatever. The Man, fuck. you really just never gonna remember this name, huh? Higuchi. I fuck it. Higuchi. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and folks, you know, I'm gonna forget like a lot of the non-main cast names. It's just gonna happen. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, Higuchi, uh, watching him throw his like life away in like 15 fucking minutes was kind of cool. Like first he gets to the studios or uh, no, he first he gets to the, uh, the office building where he gets the, uh, the file. He tries to write down, uh, Matsuda's, uh, fake name. He doesn't die. And he's like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh fuck. What am I going to do? Half my life. You know, fuck it. Let's get the Shin Shinigami eyes deal. And he grabs his fucking eyes. Half his fucking life is instantly gone in a heartbeat. 
And then he goes to the TV station and it's a bunch of dummies because he's a dummy. <laughs> and uh, then they caught, you know, they, then they caught his ass over there. There was a shootout. There was the uh, chief Yagami doing the heroic good guy thing, jumping in front of the bullet for a lady, you know. And uh, then you had the chase scene, which I thought was like really, really well done. Uh, really tied the whole freaking episode together. And then you had the very end where uh, Watery or what? Uh, yeah, Watery. Uh, fucking uh, snipes out their fucking uh, the dude's tires, and then boom, you have the end of the episode. I thought it was really well done. I I liked it a whole lot. And I have yet another Moe's game theory segment because this episode ends at quite a juicy cliffhanger. So my question to you: What happens <laughs> next? Thoughts? Uh. I think 100% fucking Light's going to end up getting in, in touch with the uh, the Death Note. And maybe instead of a trigger, maybe that's like his his been his plan. All Well, no, it's a... Uh, it would be Mises' Death Note, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. But I don't know oh, if okay. it's... I don't know if it's connected to the specific Death Note, the memory, or if it's just Death Notes in general. Well, uh, yeah, true, question. true, because, like, in order... Because I, I assume that the other Death Note's still in play, but, uh, you know, uh... Oh, come on, Mo. Uh, fucking, uh... The other Death Note is buried. That's what we know about its last bearabouts. He, he fucking buried it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, shit, I, I don't know why I... I uh, Ryuk... There we go. I don't know why space on his name for a second. Ryuk's got to show up with uh with Light's death note at some point in time, unless he gets a a hold of it. And then he him and Rem are bound in some way together, which would be kind of weird. Like uh, well, then again, I guess it wouldn't be too weird because he's already done that once, right? He's already had his death note. Plus, he touched uh uh Misa's death note. So I suppose it would be like a weird three way bind. Or binding with them, so he did. He owned Rem's. He, he owned Rem's death note for like a second. <laughs> like yeah, he, yeah, he had ownership of both death notes, and then he relinquished ownership of Rem's just to test if his memory would remain, and it did. So I think it is implied that you just need one death note to remember that the death note exists. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I I, I do think that he's going to end up getting in contact with that death note. And I, I think that eventually Light will just say, fuck it, I'm done messing around after he regains his memories. Let's do the Shinigami eyes fucking deal. I think he's going to go for the eyes soon. And that's You uh, really think so? I think so. I, I, I feel it. Like, I, I think that maybe maybe he'll have like a moment of weakness where he's like, fuck it, give me the eyes. I want to kill him. He's been very L. adamantly against the eyes this entire time. You really think he's going to cave on that now? I, I, I think so. I think that he's going to, when he gets his memories back, he's going to end up going, well, I need to be further along than I am now, so screw it. Let's just make the deal, and let's just get on with it. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a character assassination of everything Light has stood for up to this point, but if you think so... Well, you know, people they tend to change in front of you like when you least expect it. So maybe he'll be, he'll throw him a curveball. Maybe, uh, maybe he'll uh, throw everyone a curveball or something like that. I don't know. Perhaps, uh, perhaps, 
But I, I really do think that he's going to get in contact at least with that Death Note, and that might be the trigger. There's, I, I think, there's a trigger this entire time that, that this has happened. There's just got to be. Uh, I think uh, just real quick, I want to say one of my favorite parts about the show is like I have to react to the things you're saying as if I don't know what's coming, and it's funny that you have to kind of decide. Think think about it to yourself whether I'm trolling you or whether I'm actually having a genuine reaction to your thoughts oh, at any I, given I, time. I, yeah, I, I made <laughs> peace with that a long time ago, episodes ago. But yeah, uh, good episode, really, really good episode. I I enjoyed it. I, I like it. A, a nice uh, uh, cop chase. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, let's go ahead and talk wrap up questions then. Mo Diggity, who is your favorite character? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to, uh, uh, watery, watery, because he fucking, God damn it. I was going to do that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, no, like I, I, I like that guy. I like his character. We don't see him very much. He's one of those, uh, Alfred, uh, style sort of, uh, uh, characters. And I, I think that, uh, L and watery, uh, I think they, uh, are kind of that universe's Batman, but what if Batman was kind of emaciated and was a neat and just like sweets and didn't really take care of himself. And he was a little bit on the spectrum. Yeah. This, how this comparison has spectrum, definitely been made. There's yeah, a famous far... YouTube video, which I haven't watched yet. Maybe we'll watch it for this show. Uh, there is a famous YouTube video. It's like a video essay where somebody tries to logically determine if Batman could have solved the Kira case. Oh yeah. M uh, most likely. Uh, I think like rather easily too. Batman's used to that sort of thing. Like he, he, this wouldn't even be the, the hundredth time he got into something like supernatural, you know? Well, sure. But usually <clears throat> in, in that case, the supernatural entity is very outward about the fact that it is the evil bad guy. Uh, in this case, uh, light is actually trying to like hide it and be clever. So there's more of a mystery element. I think I think he would be able to solve the Kira case. Perhaps we'll, we'll have to watch that video, maybe for uh, episode thirty-eight, because we're just gonna do like a whole fucking Death Note media hoedown for episode thirty-eight. So maybe we'll throw that video in. Well, yeah, like for real, I would love to do that because uh, Batman has gone up against some real intellectual heavyweights. Some of his best stuff, for example, is against the Riddler. And the Riddler doesn't have any supernatural powers at all. He just has his intelligence and some goons. But uh, uh, yeah, some of the best comic books have it's been, uh, you know, Riddler versus Batman. And then there's the one where Batman gets defeated by another vigilante that was tasked to obtain Batman's cape and cow. And he won against Batman. He still kept his identity, but he. Uh, he got what he wanted still, and he still beat the Batman. It's one of Batman's very few rare losses to a supervillain. Well, to a, well, to a villain that later on turns out just to be an anti-hero, but kind of like Boba Fett, where he's like, dude, look, look, man, I'm, I'm just a, a fucking vigilante, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I'm trying to think of a different answer I can give for favorite character, and I don't, I can't think of any. I guess, no, I'll give it to Chief Yagami, because uh, he took one for the team. Yeah, good guy Yagami. Uh, Watery is also a very good choice. I'll give it to Chief Yagami for the sake of difference, but strong honorable mention to Watery. 
Um, okay, uh, favorite scene? Uh, favorite scene, the, the chase at the end of it, like the last, like, like seven or eight minutes of the uh, the episode, I thought was just great. I I, re- I really liked it a whole lot, and the uh, the the reveal of uh uh who who was it again? Afro Afro cop. What's it, Izawa. That, that guy? Izawa. Thank you. The Izawa reveal was really really cool. It turns out that he went back to the force and you know was back on you know busting this bastard, and the the goofiness of a uh, of L piloting. A uh, a helicopter was just so good. I mean, like this this uh, anime, it really showed that it, you could take it a little seriously. But if you take it too seriously, when they get too serious, then you get scenes with L driving fucking helicopters and shit. And I, I just thought that was a little hysterical. And and Watari is a is a pro fucking sniper. It takes out fucking tires like no one's business, which that the, was uh, fucking based. Yeah. The whole, uh, that little clip, that little scene where, uh, uh, the bad guy's fucking car is just tumbling a bunch of times and wrecks. I thought that was really well animated. I thought. Yeah, certainly. I think I kind of want to give it to some of the interactions at task force headquarters. But I'm having a hard time figuring out like what individual scenes were, like because the, they kind of cut back and forth. Yeah, the the scene where uh, L finally uses his big boy voice and goes, "All cops move in. We're ap- apprehending this motherfucker." We're apprehending tonight. this fucker. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, and that, then, that was really cool because like now it's fucking on. We're going full ten. And then a bit I forgot to mention uh, when we were going over the episode summary is that uh. Uh, before uh, Light and L leave, they chain Misa to a chair. Oh, yeah, that was a little weird, but, you know, precautions are necessary. Well, yeah, she's still suspected of being the second Kira, so they gotta mm-hmm. keep her down. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, rated out of 10? Uh, I'll, I'll give it an... Mm, 8.5. I'll go with 8.5. I'll I'll give it an 8 as well, because it was good. There wasn't anything super spectacular that happened, but it was still a really good episode, and it was a nice change of pace from the last few episodes where it's been very exposition-driven and all that. You know, we had some mostly talky scenes, good story development, good story progression, some good character development as well. And then it all culminated, culminated to this episode, of the show. And, uh, I thought that was a, a really great, uh, a really great scene where we bust one of the Kira's. So hell yeah to that. So, you know, eight out of 10. Yeah. They finally busted Akira. It only took mm-hmm. 23 episodes. Well, well I yeah, guess, te- but I they guess are... technically they busted Misa and light, but then they got out of it. Well, yeah. I mean, how can you like convict someone of a crime with that? They don't remember and can't tell you any about like really, they only suspect Misa and Light. They don't really truly just uh, sus- uh, like have uh, like made a hundred percent concrete conclusion that they are Kira's one and two. So <clears throat> it just seemed really weird to me. Like I don't know if I misinterpreted the scene from last episode, and this is genuine too. Like me knowing what comes next for the rest of the show. That interaction they had last episode seems so weird. Because it seems like they basically come to the conclusion that Light is Kira and was Kira willingly. And, like, almost nobody has a strong reaction. 
Well, yeah, but they, but he only says if that were the case, it probably would be my will. So, you know, it's, it's almost like it's pretty much at 98, 99%. I think L made a reference to that being about 99% when he said, you feel you happy for that now? You happy about that now? You got what you wanted? So, you know, there's a, I think the possibility of them uh, like convicting or like making the conclusion that light was uh, Kira and that Misa is Kira too. Well, which will come naturally because, you know, she's head over heels for the guy. So we're uh, almost at that point, but, you know, they could just pin all the crimes on, uh, on Kira. Higuchi? Uh, on uh, yeah, on Higuchi, and just say yeah, it was it was him the entire time. Case closed. You're free to go. <laughs> yeah, Kira and Kira could pin all the crimes on Kira. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, the, it's the perfect crime. Kira knew what Kira was doing, so Kira and Kira busted Kira, and then they both both Kiras took Kira to jail. Kira, yeah, Kira, Kira. Kira, Kira, mm. Kira. <laughs> but uh. Uh, just to talk about my rating for a minute. Uh, so I, I, I've hyster- I've historically given eights to like you know the the like kind of uh, slower episodes because like I still love them because of like character moments and stuff. I think this episode gets a little bit of extra points just for some of the climactic shit that happens. So that's why it gets the yeah. little little extra bump to eight point five for me. Yeah, you got the the reveal to good good boy light and L. Of uh, the Death Note, <clears throat> you know, they see it for the first time. For Light, it's the second time, but he doesn't know that yet, so it's like the first time. And then you had, uh, you finally had a, a Kira going down, and you had the chase, and you had the bust. And Watery's like, you know, MVP of the episode. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and say this. Watery busted Kira. Kira. It's it's his fucking collar. That's true. I I think Watery dealt the finishing blow for sur- for sure. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, they might not have been able to get uh, catch his ass. He might have killed himself, which is like scenario a bad scenario one, bad ending one. The other well, I mean, one is fair, he got even completely if, away. Even if Higuchi killed himself, they would search his car and find the death note. <gasps> yeah, but they would have no idea what to do. De- oh no no no! Oh god. Uh, imagine them grabbing the death note, the first guy fucking touching it, and he was like, I don't know what this shit is. Here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. And then the whole fucking force oh, is seeing fucking Rem. Mm. Yeah. You know, with her, like, weird uh, spinal ligament, uh, spinal column built ass, you know, and then everyone's fucking uh, tripping out, and, you know, you have half the force going insane, because it turns out, oh shit! This religion shit's fucking real. There really are demons. <laughs> Death gods do exist. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. We're all going to die. I mean, it seems like that's pretty much inevitable at that point. They've got Higuchi cornered and they have the Death Note hanging out of a bag. So True, true, true. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, uh, that's, a, that's about it for the episode. I think I had something else I wanted to talk about but it's escaping me right now you gotta uh, stop sipping that wine and smoking them tweets fool if only if only i was doing that um fuck god i'm also really thinking about like spoiler shit and like fucking punching myself to not tell you because i want to say it's so bad 
Man, yeah, please don't spoil it. I'll I, I know, I know, but it's just, it yeah. always hurts. Man, you know what fucking blows my mind? What? Is that it's already the fucking 8th of April. Like, yeah. this is the day that we're recording this, and, like, it's been... Dude, like, this fucking year has just melted away so fucking fast. Like, I remember preparing for my fucking birthday in January. And then all of a sudden I'm fucking here. And then I've been playing yeah. fucking I've been playing fucking Elden Ring for like a month straight now. It's I odd for me to too, because do... oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was supposed to do Mass Effect for March. It was supposed to be Mass Effect March. Build it on my streams as Mass Effect March, and all of a sudden Elden, Elden Ring. Ring just shows up with the with the biggest dick and just fucking beats down Commander Shepard and all the fucking crew and just screams with its hand on its hips, Elden Ring! No, dude. I, I said I was going to play March. Th- I was going to play Elden Mass Effect. Ring. Elden Ring! Okay, fine. I'll play, play a couple streams of it. Fucking, I got 57 hours into this fucking game casually fucking playing but playing a lot mind you and i'm still on my first fucking guy because i've been going around killing fucking tons of bosses i might have killed about 30 or 40 of them already i might be halfway through the boss game already but yeah god it's it's such a fucking good game man it's like it it, it's definitely so far i gotta say because i really really want to play uh uh, I think Dying Light 2 came out last year and uh, fucking uh, no Dying Light 2 no the, the Dying Light 2 I'm thinking about it's uh, also a, a day uh, oh fuck man it's the other zombie game with the dude on the motorcycle that I was super super hyped for I have I'm no idea the name of it but that looks like a good fucking mo- game so I really want to play that and all that shit. But blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the time this year has been going by super quickly because, uh, you know, you were talking about preparing for your birthday in January. I'm preparing for my birthday fucking right now. My birthday's next week. Oh, shit. Fucking yeah. congrats. Wh- which I, which one is this? The big two zero? Yeah, big two zero turning 20. Fuck, man, dude. I've fucking known you since you were 17. Fucking squeaker trying to get on my goddamn podcast. <laughs> 18, 19, 20. It's really been almost three fucking years. Yeah, man. God damn. Make it all stop. Fuck. Yep. Big time is melting all around me. I was 39 the other day. And it's weird because like I I haven't I haven't accepted that I'm this old because like I still feel like I belong in high school like. I can't, yeah. it's it's weird because it was not a very realistic dream. There were a lot of unrealistic elements, but I had a dream where I just like went back to high school and like I was supposed, like like summer was over and I just went back to high school like I was supposed to and it was normal. And that dream like felt weird to me and the, no, it felt real to me. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I'm an feeling, adult. I'm not in high school anymore. <laughs> yeah, that feeling will go away. We all deal with it in our own sort of way. Like I was, I graduated when I was 19, and uh, like that fall, I was back at I was uh, back at the school, like at lunch with all my friends that I still knew over there, and we just uh, traded Magic the Gathering cards during lunch after I graduated, like a few months after I graduated after summer. Because I, I wasn't I wasn't ready to leave high school either, and I didn't know how to deal with it. 
And that was the only way I knew how to deal with it. It was just wacky how real that dream felt. Like I was back in high school and it felt like I was like living a real life. And it was like, wait, hold on, I'm awake and this isn't real. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, it's existential to me that I'm turning 20. Like, holy yeah, shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's going to happen a lot. You're going to have a lot of existential crises uh, as you get a little bit older. But the big one is when you turn 25 and you're all like, oh, I'm, I'm not dead yet. Life unlocked. Uh, also, yeah, 25, 25 is like the last age that like unlocks a barrier because like 25 is when you can rent a car and you, you're suddenly able to do everything. Yeah, you can do a lot of uh, financial shit, too, when you're 25. It's really weird. Like, uh, like high school, my parents society did a fucking terrible job of uh of teaching my generation, which is the fucking tail end, the very, very tail end of the Gen Xers. So I found out why am I so bitter and cynical and angry at everything? Oh, it's because you're part of a gener you're part of gen uh, generation X. So apparently I'm the last of the fucking hipsters, you know, of the true hipster class. All these other hipsters are fucking posers, man. More so, like generation yeah. sex, am I right, folks? Hey, uh. hey. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm fine with that. At least I'm not uh, like it used to be that I was in the in between between fucking early early millennial beginner millennial and late Gen Xer, and that was the fucking uh, forgotten fucking generation. And society was just happy of letting me uh, fucking work menial jobs and never letting me experience the American dream. But then I found out, Oh wait, we got a re we got reclassified and we're, t and we're saying, Hey, you know, we're all in entering our early forties. So maybe you can all fuck yourselves and get the hell out of the position. So we can finally become a fucking manager or a goddamn supervisor or shift supervisor or something like dude, uh, like for real, oh, dude, uh, my fucking friends uh, got promoted. That's and nice. Yeah, it, I'm very proud of him, but I know I was also somewhat in the running, so that was kind of like unfortunate. But no, that's know. good. If you're in, at least you being considered for a position means that they at least they favor you positively. So that's yeah, I, 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 I'm thankful. I, I do have a good reputation among uh, my like supervisors, which is kind of weird considering I do a lot of not doing my job. But I just have enough of a good personality that they all just like me. <laughs> See, there you go, man. A lot of people can make a lot of money just on by personality alone and be shit at their job. I mean, we still elect presidents, for God's sake. No, but like fi uh, final, like quick thought that I was going to say, I, I kind of think that society really did the ending of the Gen Xers. My little tail end of that generation fucking dirty, man. We were supposed to experience the American dream. And then a year later, after we graduate in 99, after being told like for years, you're the future of this great country and the world. Good job of existing. And 9-11 uh, happened and they fucking rug pulled all of us, you know, became gotten positions of power and made sure that they never even leave the fucking uh, Taco Bell managerial position, man. So I I'm kind of a uh, bitter against the fucking boomers on a personal level. Cause I think we got, uh, did we got done dirty by them. 
Yeah. Millennials, a lot of millennials aren't helping things either. Gen Zers, your little generation might actually be, you know, like a good ray of hope because like a lot of you fucking when hate does Gen all this Z shit. start? Like what's right the... now? Right now. No, but I mean like Well, what... like really like a, it, it's kind of like a how From old what birth is, year how, is Gen how, Z? Well, I, I think of like the nineties or something like that. Like how old is Monkey Jones in like 23, 24? I, be- like I believe that? Monkey Jones is twenty. He's I know he's at least twenty five, and I think he might be twenty six by now. Yeah, I, I would say like you know Monkey Jones and like uh, uh, his people right there. I think that's the good starting point for Gen Z. I think you guys are the second wave. Yeah, I know. I know he's at least twenty five because he did a he did a Monkey and Big show on his twenty fifth birthday. But I don't know if that's been more than a year yet or not. I wa- I watch too much Monkey. I- I'm a Terminal Monkey fan. Terminal Monkey fan. Monkey. Like we had a discussion on Largest yeah, yeah, Issue yeah. where it's like I've started to pick up speech mannerisms from fucking Monkey Jones. That's how much I watch him. Oh Christ. Like, I, I did the same thing as a kid, because, like, you're terminally online and you watch, like, the same people so much, like, you pick up on that sort of stuff. Like, when I was a kid, uh, a lot of the, I was watching, you know, Pokemon YouTube, and a lot of the big people in the Pokemon YouTube scene are British. So, like, I started to, like, pick up little British twangs on certain words, because I was sitting there and watching British people play Pokemon for, like, oh, hours and hours <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Like, I, I said the word fan in a very English way. I was like, fan. And I was like, wait a minute. I need to stop. I was like, dude, do I need <laughs> to go over to there to stop. where you're at? Fucking wave an American flag in front of you and tell you these colors don't run, boy. The thing I picked up from Monkey that somebody pointed out is I say folks a lot in the same way that he does. Well, folks is the right way to say folks. No, but I mean, folks. like, uh, the way I... Uh, if you, the way if I, you say folks, you're an asshole. Yeah, Just certainly. like you're an asshole if, if someone says both. When there's not a fucking L in both, in, in both, it's both, B-O-T-H, not B-O-L-T-H. I fucking hate people who say both, man. But I'm more specifically talking mannerism-wise, like the way I place it and like the things that I say is like very similar to Monkey, and somebody pointed that out to me, uh, which I guess it is. Like, I wasn't even really thinking about it. Wanker. Uh, but yeah, I fucking... And actually, funnily enough, I wasn't even thinking about it when I planned it, but I'm not going to move it over because, like, I'm excited to do it and I don't care. Um, but episode 25 of Kira's Kingdom is actually set to be recorded on my birthday. Oh, shit. All right. Fun, fun. Uh, so, yeah, the, the next Thursday, the 14th, is my uh, my big day. I'm going to go uh, see uh, uh, I'm going to go see uh, Sonic 2 uh, with my best friend and his girlfriend. Cool, cool, cool. And it's going to be a good time. And then I'll come home and we'll record Kira's Kingdom. And hopefully it's going to be... This is the roster as of now. Um, But who knows if it'll retain. The roster for Kira's Kingdom 25 as of right now is... Mo Diggity, of course. Uh, Demi Gloom should be there. Jason should be there. And my friend Jinji should be there. Nice. So we've got like a whole panel to discuss episode 25. Damn, y'all really like this fucking 25th episode, huh? <laughs> Perhaps. I'll probably end up live tweeting during it just for fun. I then, think I think we should try to set up watching it together. 
At least the two of together? us. Yes. Mm, we'll, we'll talk about it. That seems like it'd be fun. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, um, I had more to say. Kind of, we were talking about like ages and generations, and I'm kind of it's just kind of escaping me. Um, I guess it is just wild that like I've I've kind of had this identity as that teenager on the internet, and I'm losing that next week. <laughs> I am no longer a teenager on the internet, and it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that I'm not going to be a teenager anymore in six days. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the rest of your life, dude. <laughs> dude. <clears throat> and it's unfortunate because I don't think the rest of that life is going to be very long going the way I'm going. Everyone thinks that. Then they end up like 45, 50 years old. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's but I'm like, a trip. I'm making extremely unhealthy decisions. Like, I think. I feel like I'm like low key killing myself. Like it's like a slow motion suicide. And it's not even like it's not even like front facing in my brain. This is my intention. But I think subconsciously it might be because like I know the last time I went to the doctor was like two years ago. Right. And the doctor said, OK, we're, we're going to say you're pre-diabetic. You're basically already diabetic. You need to like not you need to like stop or it's going to be bad. And I think I've probably like tripled my sugar intake. <laughs> so I'm probably diabetic at this point. Cause I think like just the working life has like d- driven me down such like a path of now I have money and now I'm depressed. Cause like when I was depressed in high school, I couldn't really do anything to like cope cause I didn't have money. But now I'm depressed at work, and it gives me money, which I can go buy stupid sugary snacks at the dollar store to munch on to be less depressed at work. So now I'm consuming, like, 600% of the daily value of sugar, like, every day. Yeah, you're going to have to get off of that, man. I know. I really fucking should, but it's just, like, I... It's hard. It's the drinks, too. Like, I just want to drink, like, good something that tastes good. And it's like, oh, this one drink has, like, 70% of my daily value of sugar, and I bought five of them. <laughs> just sucks, because none of the healthy drinks are, like, cheap. You're going to have to just, like, you know, you know, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about this offline or something. I don't want to, you know, just start giving you unsolicited health advice on a podcast. No, please get health advice away. <laughs> I, I am not one to talk about health advice. I'm like the worst person to talk about it because I am just cold and alone. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. Wow. Well, R.I.P. Mo Diggity. Cold and alone. <laughs> so, so did Biden have any new blunders <laughs> this week? Uh, no, he's still a fucking president. Mayor, <laughs> may, may God help us all. <laughs> you know, still, hey, oh, well, a... you know what? I, I guess like there is one funny thing. So uh, <laughs> he was all like, hey, Obama, uh, you, you mind coming over here and like, you know, give me like, you know, some some uh, uh, 
some pointers, you know, some exposure, some pointers, if you will. Like for you <laughs> Twitter people out there, he was signal boosting his tweet and retweeting it to get some more <laughs> eyes on it. Okay. So, so I can explain it like that. And, uh, he did that. They did a, a fucking meaningless press conference that no one can ever say a couple of days afterwards, what it was about. Because it was just like Obama here. He Obama. I like Obama. Yeah, I, I like Barack Obama. He, I like Barack is. Obama. Yay! And the, sli- so, the slightly more competent Democratic president because he doesn't literally have dementia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because uh, usually I would just take this time to talk about how you know Obama killed a couple of American citizens with a drone strike and you know killed them without due process and all that shit and use. You know, the ever-expanding federal powers of the government to unilaterally just fucking kill who they want. You know, normally I'd go on that rant and talk about that shit. But, uh, you know, at least, you know, Obama's not uh, a fucking senile old man with Alzheimer's who's basically, you know, a steward of a president. And, you know, it's it's kind of like how Bush was president, but really it was Cheney and Bush's fucking cabinet that were really in charge and the rats are sinking or are, are deserting the sinking ship because of Tasky or Sasky or whatever that bitch's name is the, the propaganda mouthpiece for the fucking uh, uh, white house who told people, you know, I know that you're waiting to get your uh, Norda tracks and all that stuff, you know, during the shipping crisis, when people were like, dude, we're going without fucking food. I'm not thinking about some goddamn Norda track. You fucking bitch. And then told everyone, you know, just like, I know you're stressed out about, you know, uh, and these are not my words. These are her words, mind you. Uh, I know you're stressed out about inflation, but, you know, just go drink some margaritas and go for a run or so or a walk or something. Go to the gym. Like, bitch, are you so fucking terminal, like such a terminal preppy? Are you so just... Are, are you such a miserable fucking uh, uh, gated community shut-in that you don't know what the rest of the world fucking goes through, man? Like, the, the the people in charge have such a fucking disconnect from the working class. It's just fucking crazy, man. I can't even... I can't even parody it. But anyway, so that bitch is leaving the fucking White House, and she's becoming a propaganda piece for MSNBC now. Well, I, I yeah, I think it was... Yeah, Wait, MSNBC. who are we talking about? Oh, uh, the the fucking press secretary, Tasky. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she has one of those weird fucking last names where the P is sort of silent but not really, and then you got it's like P then Skasky or or some weird fucking shit. I I, I don't Whatever. fucking understand it. I I hate it. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first rat is deserting the sinking ship, and yeah. Oh, shit. I remember I was going to say something. I finally remembered it. Thank God. Okay, so we were talking about Elden Ring earlier, and it got video games in my head. Okay, so you know, like, Danganronpa, right? You mean Count Dankula? No, that's a a person. Uh, I'm talking about the video game, Danganronpa. (laughs) No, I've never heard of it. Uh, The game where the kids are in, like, a school and they have to kill each other, and it's like an anime game? I have never seen that. No, I've never heard of it. Okay, so it's like a, it's like a visual novel, and I've kind of had this thought in my head for a while of like, please okay. God, don't say you're gonna shoot up the fucking school. Please don't say you're gonna shoot up the fucking school, <laughs> because like you're already saying two people, two kids in school that have to kill each other. Like, please don't tell me this is no, where you're no, no, no. 
Was this why you're talking about school and fucking, oh, God. 20, no. 20s, because, you know, like, turning 20 is not that bad, Riley. I fucking promise you. <laughs> it's not what it is. God damn it. I was just saying, so Danganronpa is like an anime. The point, the point, it's like a... They get <laughs> Listen, Mo, yeah. it's not a school shooting visual. They get trapped in a school Shoot and they get told up. they have to kill each other to escape. And it's like a whole thing. Is it a mental health issue? School shooter. That's just how the bullets miss you. I actually, I watched Monkey Jones stops the school shooting, like, uh, in a parking lot in a car with some friends while really <laughs> baked. It was pretty good. Nice, nice. I was at that point where, like, my, like, eyes were, like, in a different state, and it looked like... Like, in that state, when I was staring at the phone screen, it looked like it was, like, a professional-quality movie. <laughs> like, like, you get God. what I mean? Like, when you, you have, yeah. like, the enhanced vision. <laughs> but, uh... Fuck, brain. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, anime, visual novels. Another example that nobody will have heard of is the, uh, the Toradora uh, video game. Uh, which, Toradora is, like, one of your, like, little slice-of-life romance animes. And they made a visual novel for the PSP where, like, uh, you're the main character who loses his memory and you kind of got to, like, try to piece together his life and, like, get the right ending. But there are a bunch of alternate endings, like, alternate ways it can go. The video game I want in my life, and I, I've been thinking about how they can make a Death Note video game, and I finally the conclusion. Make a fucking Death Note visual novel where you go through the plot as like light and you can make decisions and you can either play through you can just play through the death note anime if you want but also make all the endings that you can get to oh that would nice, be dope nice, as nice. Fuck. So I, I i like that i like that yeah death note visual novel would be fucking based and they could it'd be cool to like you know maybe get some of the original writers or like the writer for the manga to like write some cool alternate endings uh, like, you know, endings where Light gets caught or, like, ending where Light, you know, doesn't get caught or, like, crazy endings where different things happen to different points. Uh, an ending where Light and Elle get married. <laughs> the, the the true ending. The, the ending in my head. My canon ending. <laughs> I mean, for all Mo Diggity knows, that happens. For all Mo Diggity knows, that is the ending. <laughs> but they get yep, married. For, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm miles away. <laughs> The, the wedding of Light Yagami and <laughs> Riyazaki slash Hideki Ryuga slash L. Oh, that's so gay. Listen, I accept the gay community. I can see relationship goals in gay couples the same I do straight couples. And it, L and Light are relationship goals, I think. You know, if that's just a natural progression in the anime, I'm perfectly 100% uh, fine with that. I just think that all shippers are fucking scum and they deserve to be on a fucking cross. Wait, do you all just hate shipping shi in general? I fucking hate it so goddamn much. Right. What? Shipping, shipping is why anime communities and other communities fucking suck. Okay, I directly lay the blame of several fucking shows at the feet of shippers. The Walking Dead shippers, the fucking Fear of the Walking Dead shippers, uh, basically anything that has anything to do with fun. Walking Dead. Uh, fucking Game of, Game of Thrones shippers, fucking anime shippers. I hate them fucking all so much. 
You see, there's a difference, make, right? I understand. I understand. Warcraft shippers. I fucking hate those people, especially. Okay, uh, hold on, Mo, because I think we need to make it a uh, uh, distinction here. I think what you're thinking of is like the toxic shipping community. No, it's it's all of them. It's it's fucking all of them, man. No, because you can just ship people for fun and not be a fucking dick about it. Like no, I understand, no, you can't. A go lot of people are toxic War- shippers. Go but- to the World of Warcraft forums. The world, the, uh, the world of a hundred percent of the World of Warcraft forums are toxic, regardless of sh- if it's shipping no, or not. Really, to be honest, like the entire community, the entire thing, super, super, super toxic, and it's it's already like it's already dead, and there's no reviving the corpse that is WoW. Unfortunately, that's a rant for another day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, shippy shipping, I I just fucking hate them so goddamn much. I, I just think shipping can be fun, and you just need to not be a dick about it, which a lot of people are, and that's why shipping kind of gets a bad rap. But I think it's kind of fun to watch a show and be like, oh, I think uh, these two are kind of compatible. Compatible. It'd be fun to see them in a relationship. See, and I think that the uh, the the producers of any industry should just yell and scream at people when they go, all right, hell yeah, L plus light equals blah. Oh, God, you uh, just... R plus L equals J. That's a a shipping casualty of of Game of Thrones, you know, because everyone hated it. it was a fun theory, and then it got super popular and super mainstream, and then it, like like the cake is alive for Portal. Everyone just kept fucking repeating it over and over and over. When you ask them what R plus L equals J means, and, and you know what it means, as you, you're a fan, and by you, I mean me, uh, you know, you're like, they don't explain it at all. It's like, I don't know, just like, you know, in the show and stuff. Like, dude, I hate you so much. Listen, I just think that L and Light are gay boys and that they uh. need to get married. Hatred, hatred, hatred <laughs> for you and your stupid shipping. I hate. That's the why. That's why Light doesn't like Misa. He's gay for L. Oh, uh, what if he just starts blowing him in like one of the episodes? Like you know, like his uh, fucking, like Light's <laughs> fucking. You know, Chief Yagami has to go take a piss, and he just like, hey, hey, Light, what's that over there? Says L, and uh, Light goes, huh? And he just all of a sudden just sucking his fucking cock. Okay, like, dude, what the fuck, man? Oh, all so right. without going, oh, without going into stop. without going into any details at all, there is something. <laughs> Stay oh. tuned. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> there Disgusting. is something, and it's very soon. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, this will be funny. <laughs> if only I, I think they should have done it with like Mario, with like Naruto and Sasuke, where there's like a running joke where they kiss accidentally. That happens like three times in Naruto. Dude, there's a lot of weird gay perverted shit in fucking Naruto. Like the thousand years of death, it's just like two fingers, fingers and, up uh, the two ass. finger guns yeah. right up the culo. Just like just up there, man. I talked about this before, but I wish somebody like explains like a scene of Naruto to me wrong, and I wish it was true. Cause I thought it was the funniest shit for years, because I just didn't know. So there's like a scene in like I believe a filler episode where Naruto and Sasuke fall from a waterfall and like the sort of like force pushes them against each other and they accidentally kiss. Ugh. And for the longest time 
I was under the impression that happened during their fight at the final valley. <laughs> Which I wish that was true, because that would be like, fucking hilarious. <laughs> this took all the tension of the one on the one connotation and put a lot more tension on another. I don't know how to feel about this fight. Like, anymore. like Naruto, Naruto and Sasuke are fighting to the death because Sasuke wants to go to Orochimaru and Naruto wants to save his friend. So like hardcore fighting, Sasuke is trying to kill Naruto, and then suddenly they fall off a waterfall and they accidentally kiss. Uh no comment, because Naruto sucks anyway. I hate them so much. Naruto <laughs> doesn't suck. Come on. Oh, I'm just sick of... There's a lot of shit I'm, I'm in it, of, like, I'm just good. sick of Naruto. I'm sick of Naruto. Well, everybody, stay tuned for the uh, Ichiraku Ramen podcast, where we watch yeah, every never, episode of never, Naruto. Never, never <laughs> going to happen. Never will happen. I will not ever fucking watch all... Like, okay, I'll watch Naruto... If we can, like, just, like, cut out all the fucking filler episodes. Like, I mean, every yeah, that's, one, that's certainly doable. Like, there are every, lists of, like, what is and is not one, filler. All right. You know, maybe I can do that. Maybe, but... But it's all uh, canon to the show, Mo. <laughs> I don't even know why you're mocking, doing that in a mocking tone. That You just sound retarded. <laughs> because the filler episodes are defined we, we've had this argument before the filler episodes are defined as episodes where things take place that didn't take place in the manga uh i am so not going to have this conversation with you again so let's just move on next big talk uh, next big talk I, I, I think hold on talk about bong speaking bong. of this before i forget no 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 don't fucking talk about bong me cuz remember if you'll recall there was a there was a time where we had this argument, and you told me to put a straw poll in the description, and I'm remembering now I did do that. Ooh. So let me check if it has any votes. It won't. It won't. But like, let's check anyway. Did you put the new MoCast on Anchor? By the way, I forgot to ask you. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm going to do that tonight. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. <laughs> yeah, I forgot completely all about it. Shit. Yeah, my my uh, the editor for the MoCast, he's offering to like uh, help uh, organize everything. So I'll probably get him to do that soon here. Yeah, to see if he can find the fucking lost episodes that are gone for no apparent reason. If we find lost episodes, I'll uh, I'll uh, uh, up upload them again. All there's a lot. Of, there's, a, there's a lot of like pre me and Robin stuff that seems to just be missing entirely. Well, no, there's. Oh uh, well, uh, th there's uh, not a lot of uh, pre you and Robin stuff because I took a hiatus for like four and a half months where I didn't. No, do but there's anything like episode cause... one, and then like the next episode is like episode eight or something crazy Three, like that. Four, five, six, seven. No fucking way I'm missing eight fucking episodes in a row. You're, you're missing a lot. Like, all the right, number... All right, all right, all right, the... I'm going to find my fucking external hard drive that has all my shit on there, and then we'll uh, check it out. I'd, I'd have to check again, but, like, there was episode one, and then there's, like, a big gap. Okay, we don't, we don't have any votes on that straw poll. I checked, but, uh... Oh, well. It happens. Hold on. Give me just a second. I want to look something up. <sighs> Saturday's finally coming up, and uh, I fucking I love hate Sat Saturday because I have to I, work I, at nine a.m. I love Saturdays because I have I have to wake up at nine 
and go to work at 1030. But here's the thing. So like it's the slowest day of the week where like nothing really happens. I just do chats and that's fucking it. And I just watch YouTube videos uninterrupted by calls and shit all fucking day. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't have any like phones on me at any time because I don't work from home. So it's unfortunate for me. You should that work I... from home, bro. Ditch the office. That's fair, and I mean, like, I could, but like, it's it would just be really annoying to set up in my house. Be extremely inconvenient. Um, I'm looking for something. Hold on. Sorry, I'm being slow, but I need to find something in particular. Uh, oh, it's even worse, actually. I, I looked up the, the MoCast episodes. Um, so I see the MoCast episode one, and then the next MoCast I see is the MoCast episode 10. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll check it out later. Your, your entire single-digit catalog is missing aside from episode one. Oh, I remember because for a time, for a time... I think I remember where the archive, the old archive is, where almost uh, pretty much all those episodes are. They should be on SoundCloud because I was uploading in SoundCloud all the time and not really YouTube. There's a secret MoCast SoundCloud? Damn. No, it's not secret. You just weren't around back then. I forgot about it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like nobody's heard about it in years. It's like, oh, there it is. Secret. Ooh. I wonder if they're even still up, because you have to, like, pay for server space on SoundCloud, right? No, I did the free shit. I think that's why I stopped, because it's like, oh, shit. I'm running so, out of space, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm surprised you got fucking seven podcasts <laughs> up. I thought the SoundCloud sound limit was, like, low as fuck, but maybe it was a little bit higher back then. But anyway, I think that'll about do it for us tonight here on Kira's Kingdom. I, th I think we've talked more bullshit than Death Note at this point. Um, but that's okay. We had a good time. Uh, Mo Diggity, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Uh, our listeners can find me at uh, twitter.com forward slash gaming 42 I got a pin tweet with all my bullshit in there. And uh, yeah, you can go check that out. And uh, uh, who's its uh, fucking... Twitch.tv slash Mo Diggity. I got a pin tweet with all my stuff on there, too. So if you want to check that out, you can do so. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I'm sorry. I got distracted because uh, Sir No Pants was talking shit about me again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sir No Pants, who I guess is coming on the MoCast soon. That should be interesting. Coming <laughs> on the MoCast, yeah. But uh, yeah, you can find me at anchor.fm slash Radley Megafeed. You're already there. Uh, check out the rest of the podcasts on here and check the links in the description for everything else that I do. Um, and that'll about do it for us on Kira's Kingdom today. I have been Riley. And I've been Mo. And we'll see you next time for episode 24 before the big 2-5, folks. Bye. By the way, Mo, I just want to let you know, uh, the next episode is called Revival. Okay. So I, th I, think, I think it's not hard to parse what that might mean. Make your guess, because I, I feel like you have to be I able have, to parse this. I have no idea. Think about think about what could be revived. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like okay, the, he, d he the doesn't know. Detective folks. waifu getting fucking revived. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like the, the, I have I have no idea. Okay, 
Uh, I guess he doesn't know, folks. I, I didn't think it would be that hard for him to make the logically, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, then Mo will see it and he'll be like, oh. <laughs> All right, good night, folks.